0: Rats, it's Kendra, and this is Jessica, and you're listening to Lucid Lucid Lab. Lab. Welcome to Lab Reports number four. Four.
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: Always exciting to sit down and do these.
1: And it's a good day to be doing inside things because it's (laughs) super snowy outside here in Denver.
0: Yeah, six inches on my car. That was fun to push off.
1: Yeah, I'm not ready for this winter. I'm
0: not. (laughs) Usually, I'm like, sure, bring it on, but this time I'm. I'm just not ready to have to deal with snow all the time.
1: Yeah, it's just extra work. It is extra work,
0: and then no matter what you're wearing, your hands and your feet are frozen, (laughs) and your nose. By the time you're trying to drive, and yeah, (laughs) you're just ruined.
1: We have a friend joining us. Safira just walked in.
0: (laughs) I cut her out of a lot of episodes because she likes to respond to whatever we're talking about Mm -hmm. and it'll come through but just barely behind one of our voices and, and just if you ever hear a weird little noise it's probably my cat.
1: And I am getting over or I don't know what I have some kind of crud going on so if you notice weird sounds it might be my cough drop or I may sound a little different than normal today. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably
0: sound like that, too, because (laughs) my nose was running because I was outside dealing with the snow for a really long time.
1: But we're here and we're happy to be bringing some more stories from our listeners. Yes. This is always a really fun episode for us, and we hope it is for you as well. So I think we'll just dive into the stories. We don't have a whole lot to talk about. We've been pretty boring. Boring, and we recorded two days ago, so. That, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I have the first story. The title is Phone Call from My Dead Grandfather.
0: Mm -hmm. I want my grandpa to call me. I never met
1: him. Either of them. My Lucid Lab friends. I will save my gushing for the end, but a quick hello, and I hope you enjoy my very true story. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. It was Christmas Day 2021 when my family all experienced the most overwhelming moment of our lives up to that point. Hmm. We were all gathered for Christmas Day at my uncle's house. He has the most kids and a bigger house, so it has always made sense to spend gatherings there for the last decade. I was 17 years old then, and I am the oldest of all my cousins.
0: Wow, she's so young. When was this? 2021. 2021. So she's 19 now.
1: My dad has two brothers, and my mother was an only child to a single mother. She never knew her father, so my grandmother always joins us, and my other grandmother, my dad's mom, and her are the bestest of friends. Oh, that's That's sweet. sweet. The grandma's hangout. They are the cutest people when they are together. <laughs> they definitely feed off each other's energies and I love it.
0: Me too. <laughs> I love it. That's
1: what I want when I'm a little grandma. Right. It's really great actually because I have friends whose family situations are complicated. I've always felt very lucky when all of my family can get together and no one feels left out and I am truly grateful for that. The one person missing that day was my grandfather. Mm. We called him Papa Spank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that came out. <laughs> Hopefully not because he spanked everybody. <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't want to know if he spanked other things, so I hope that he spanked everybody <laughs> I didn't instead.
1: Even, that's not where my brain went. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds really bad, I know. <laughs> but he earned the nickname for a very good reason. He was in the Air Force and used to be very strict with my father and uncles. Oh. He was a spanker. Okay, there you go. Or rather a belt twitch oh. whipper back in the day. Ouch. Ouch. So he was very strict with her father. Oh, that's not good. But that was of the times. Yeah. My parents were spanked. I was actually spanked growing up. Yeah, I
0: was too. It ended when I was younger, though. So there was a point where
1: my dad, my parents stopped. I got my last spanking at age 13. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't remember having anything after like eight or nine after that. Yeah. Or seeing it happen. So. I may be wrong, though. Mom, let me know. You're the one that did it.
1: And Dad. (laughs) I got spanked with a wooden spoon. Ooh, fun. So fun.
0: Thank God we don't do it to our kids now. No. I would never lay my hand on my daughter like that.
1: They used to always be scared of him if they ever stepped out of line. My father has told me some horror stories. And when I hear these stories, I regret ever giving my parents shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to them, I have it really easy. But they also bring it up way too often. Anytime I am acting up, they're quick to remind me what a blessed life I've had. (laughs) That's funny. It's true, though. It is never in a real serious way. It's more comical than anything. It gets the point across, but it still annoys me. Well, you're 17. Everything annoys you. (laughs) (laughs) I have a 17-year-old, so I can say that. No one really likes being the butt of a joke. The first memory my dad has of his beatings was around four years old. Mm Mm-hmm. He was beaten with a branch on his front lawn for all his neighbors to see. Aww. That's sad. When I heard this for the first time, I was terrified and shocked, and I started crying, and that crying turned into maniacal laughter out of genuine confusion, fear, and nervousness. Oh, no. <laughs> Which became funny, and my parents never let me forget it. Why? Well, my mother decided to record the entire conversation and my reaction. Oh, no. <laughs> I just remember having some serious conflict in my heart and mind hearing about it because I loved my grandpa and I could never imagine him being so cruel. Yeah. Fortunately, a lot of people grow out of it. We all just pass down what we were taught. Yeah. Right. And that's probably. Yeah. Doesn't mean he was a bad person. But whenever my family feels like they need a real laugh, they pull out the video for everyone to have a big old belly laugh at my expense. (laughs) Oh. I was 10 years old and going through some growing pains at the time, let's say. So I was super emotional about everything. But I also didn't want to look at my grandfather in a different light.
0: Yeah, I've, I've dealt with that, too, hearing of what my mom went through with her dad. And he was very vicious with the kids. Having never met him, I only have a few memories to go off of. I try not to think of him that way, though, because he loved his daughters and in their older years seemed like he really loved them. So it's hard.
1: Parenting is hard and you're just doing the best that you can. And back in those days, it it was normal. They had the whole saying, what, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm, I remember my grandma saying that. Yeah. Thankfully, after that, they gave me some more information so that wouldn't happen. My grandfather wasn't always Papa Spank to me. He was to my father and uncles, but they kept that from us for quite a while. They just called him Pops. It wasn't until they were 10, 11, and 12 that my grandpa stopped beating them. This is because he had a life-altering event, an awakening, you might say. And don't take this the wrong way. He wasn't constantly wailing on them, but he wasn't shy about it when they did something wrong. He was an avid hiker, and one day he had a brush with death. Hmm. He was out hiking with a friend one day, and they decided to free climb. That's always... Yeah, that's a risk. Risky. They had no gear. They didn't have supplies of any kind, just some water. They had only scheduled to be gone three to four hours. This wasn't their first time. It was something they liked to do, but this time, his friend started this hike already not feeling well. Oh. He thought some fresh air would help and agreed to go. Yeah, you got to be... Especially if you're climbing, you got to be good.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're just taking a walk.
1: Yeah. He was climbing above my grandfather and they were about 30 feet up when he started struggling. That's scary. He grabbed his arm and couldn't grab back to the rocks. And my grandfather knew that something was very wrong. He was having a heart attack. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Then he fell. He tried catching himself but fell onto my grandfather and they both took the fall together. Oh, my God. So he took. This is why I don't climb.
0: No. I mean, I, (laughs) I used to. Well, my brothers ruined it for me. I was rappelling down, and they had, you know, they had the rope on the ground, and yeah. they were controlling it. And they told me to jump off, bounce back from the rock, and they dropped the rope on <gasps> purpose. That's horrible. And then they grabbed it on purpose, you know, and that slammed me into the rock. So thanks to older brothers for fucking up all your.
1: Well, that was a dick move. <laughs> <stuff. boob.
0: laughs> I'm like, now I have a fear. Like, now I will never
1: climb again. I have only climbed in like indoor climbing places i'm not brave enough to try outside i love to hike and i'll scramble you know at the top of the mountains and everything but climbing i don't think i'll ever do it it is
0: scary but back to her grandpa because he just fell okay sorry (laughs) we make it about ourselves we do and i'm sorry
1: the next thing my grandfather remembers is waking up on the ground it was starting to get dark the sun was setting he was disoriented and bleeding from a wound on his head and his elbows Mm-hmm. His back was hurting, but he was able to get to his feet. He was dizzy, but started connecting the dots and frantically spun around looking for his friend. Oh, no. His friend was several feet away on his stomach. Sadly, he had passed. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, you're having a heart attack. And That's like... What are you going to do? Wow. Once
1: again, another fear of mine when you're out somewhere. and Yeah, something happens. You just, there's, mm-hmm. My grandpa broke his fall. Ugh. It wasn't from the impact, but from the heart attack confirmed later by autopsy. Uh-huh. I always think of that man. I never met him, but how scary his last moments must have been. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're having a heart attack and you know there's nothing. Yeah. Like
1: you're not even. Hopefully, it just happened fast and he passed, you know, and didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. My father struggled with leaving his friend behind to go find his car, but the sun was going down and he knew by then it was well past when his family was expecting him back. He made it to the car and thankfully another couple was just making it back to theirs from a different direction. The man stayed at the trailhead to wait for authorities while his wife drove my grandfather to the hospital. He was bleeding pretty bad. I'm sure it was an awful sight. He had a concussion and some deep gashes on his arms and the wound on his head required some work, but he lived.
0: That's crazy, too, because 30 feet, that's quite the drop. I mean, Uh, that could have, like, broken
1: his neck. Right. I could see why this would be an awakening moment.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: My grandfather had known his friend for a long time. Since boot camp days, he would say, they were very close. He took it really hard, but he started to question why he was given the chance to live. He considered his friend a much better person than him. Hmm. My father said that for months his father was very distant. One afternoon, about six months after the accident, he made it back to that trail, found the path they took that day, and the rock face they tried to climb. No, he didn't try again. Good. But he sat at the foot of it, where they had fallen. He said he sat there for a couple of hours, just breathing, crying, and tossing rocks. The sun started to set, and he felt something happen. Like something went through him. Time stopped. He couldn't see anything, but he knew his friend was sitting next to him, and together they watched the sun go down. Oh, that's sweet. Then suddenly he was completely aware. He heard every noise of the desert, every plant moving, all the different chitter-chatter of the bugs, and he was overwhelmed with emotion. He describes it as suddenly understanding that everything was connected and the Earth, Mother Earth, was recognizing him as a piece of the whole. That's exactly a spiritual awakening. Yep. And it's also, it takes me back to what people experience with near-death experiences. He almost... Right. He kind of had a near-death experience, not quite because he didn't die, but right. similar, right? When he went home that night, he looked at his boys differently. He was amazed at his wife, her beauty, and her undying devotion to their family. He looked at his yard, his home, the family dog, the food on the table, and everything was different. From that moment on, he never laid another hand on his kids. Mm. And he made sure to apologize and embrace them every chance he could. Oh. He changed overnight. Yeah. That's... Yep, that's that's what happens. Crazy. At first, it was very strange for his family, and the boys didn't trust it. Yeah, it would be hard to immediately be
0: like, yeah, dad's good dad.
1: They're like, he's going to be good for, what, a month and then go back? Right. My father admits that he was worried for quite a while. He still feared his father and that any day he was going to go back to his old ways. Yeah. Something was going to set him off, but nothing ever did. And by the time my dad and his brothers were 14, 15, and 16, they felt like they had the best dad in the world. Oh, that's... That's really awesome. That's a great turnaround story right there. He was supportive of them in every way possible.
0: Oh, that's like a movie. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is
1: Hallmark. So fast forward to Christmas 2021. 32 years after my grandfather took the fall and lost his friend. My grandfather had passed away the year before. He also died of a heart attack. He was the best grandpa. I miss him so much and I think about him all the time. Hmm. But here we are all hanging out in my uncle's living room. All the kids are messing around with random stuff we got for Christmas, and the adults were sitting at the dining room table playing poker. Typical <laughs> so <cool>. holiday. <laughs> something they learned from my grandfather. Oh. And the phone rings. My uncle still had a landline. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was important to have something other than cell phones. Yeah, that's why. I could see that during emergencies.
0: Mine isn't a real landline. It's oh, it's like through the, the fake internet landline. So if yeah. electricity
1: goes down, you're still I'm still screwed. screwed. Yeah. My uncle answered the phone and got very quiet. Everyone started to notice that he wasn't talking back and he seemed shocked, like he'd seen a ghost or was about to have a heart attack himself.
0: No more heart attacks. Not allowed.
1: My grandmother, my dad's mom, asked him who it was, but he wasn't answering her. Finally, she gets up and takes the phone from him and bluntly asks who it is. And then she was shocked. She gasped loudly and pulled the phone away from her ear. That got all of our attention. Mm. Without thinking, she puts the phone on speaker. And my grandfather said hello. It was his voice, clear as day. He had this unmistakable rasp. Oh. We were all in shock. Yeah? um, Yeah. <laughs> it's the ghost of Christmas past. No one said anything until my youngest cousin, who was four years old, ran towards the phone yelling, Papa, Papa. Oh, my God. <laughs> he tried jumping to get the phone when grandpa said... Oh, my sweet family, I miss you all so dearly. I'm so sorry I left so quickly that night. My life was so full because of all of you. I'm so happy you're all together. Grandma is winning, by the way. (laughs) That's when my grandma broke down and started telling him that she loved him and she missed him so much. My other grandma got up to hug her and started to cry with her. We all started yelling things towards the phone, and he tried to give us a little nod of acknowledgement. He told me that I was getting very good at playing my violin and that it was okay to want to quit tennis. Oh. <laughs> Something I liked a lot when I was younger, but was over it. I was struggling with how to tell my parents. They put so much into helping me succeed, but it wasn't for me anymore. Mm. I remember getting a side eye from my mom when he said it, but him saying it was validation enough and she accepted it. Good. The conversation lasted for only a few minutes before he said, I love you all. I'm always with you. My dear, sweet family, I'm still here and I'm happy. I'm so happy here and I have no regrets except for what earned me my nickname. I'm so thankful for your forgiveness and love over the years. Stay strong and stay together. I love you. Bye for now. Wow. I can't imagine. Like That
0: is like the ultimate closure.
1: That's like what everyone know? wants to yeah. hear.
0: It's not like you get to say this, Grandpa Spank. <laughs> <laughs> he redeemed himself. He did.
1: The rest of the night, you can imagine, was full of tears and moments of blank stares into walls trying to figure out what Uh, had just happened. (laughs) I know that most people would question every bit of what I just told you, as would I, if someone else told me the same exact story. But it happened for us. And together, we all have that. But just in case, I have not included my name for that reason. Okay. Okay. We respect that. Just always be ready for miracles to happen. I haven't been the same since and neither has anyone in my family. We know he's with us and that's something no one can take from us.
0: It's pretty darn special.
1: So here's to you, Papa Spank. (laughs) (laughs) You rose above and continued rising even after death. Yeah. You're not dead to us, just in another room. Or he's in the other world like we learned in so Yeah, (laughs) Telephone calls. Yep. World to world. Thank you for listening, ladies. I just had a feeling that you would both appreciate my story and have space in your hearts for it oh well we, we do absolutely I absolutely adore you both your podcast is my cup of tea and I have shared it with multiple people thank you for being you I can't wait until you can release more than once a week but no pressure <laughs> yeah because I can't <laughs> that's do a that lot right of pressure <laughs> we're we're barely hanging in there with one a week right now I just want you to know that I've enjoyed every episode and really feel like I know you too oh I'm a little younger. Well, a lot younger, but it doesn't feel that way um, when I listen. So thank you for having something I can feel part of. I'm a bit weird and it can be hard to relate to things marketed to my age group. She's uh-huh. an old soul.
0: Yeah, for sure. And once you go through something like that, yeah, there's no turning back.
1: So thanks. Stay wise and eyes to the sky. Toodaloo. Oh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I loved that. That was awesome. That's so awesome that you got to experience your grandfather again. Yes, absolutely. I wish someone would come say hello to me. I've always dreamt of meeting my grandparents. Well, thank you, Anonymous.
1: Anonymous user. We don't know girl (laughs) guy, but we respect that you want to stay anonymous. And we appreciate you writing in and sharing this really sweet story with Mm, us.
0: Thank you for your kind words. And whenever we can do extra episodes, we will definitely start that. There's nothing
1: more we would want to do than just write episodes and do this full time. Yeah. But we have bills to pay right now. We do. So. But thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay. My turn. So this story is titled, I regret missing curfew. I regretted missing curfew every time I did. (laughs) So (laughs) I always got in trouble. (laughs) I didn't always get in trouble, but there's sure a few of them that I wish I'd never did. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Sydney. I'm so happy to be writing in. I love your podcast. It's really awesome. I am going to the Shining Ball at the Stanley in October with a few friends and wanted to catch up on anything Stanley related to get in the spooky mood before going because we've waited to do this for two years. I'm so jealous. (laughs) So I totally get having to reserve a room. They're way ahead of time for October because that's what we had to do. We're so freaking excited. I'm jealous of them. Really? Because I got blacked out trying to go last week. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how I found you guys. I loved getting to hear about all the history of the property and the buildings and the different ghosts to look out for. So thank you for that, because now my experience is going to be even more amazing. We haven't decided if we're going to do the tours because we're only going to be there for two days and we want to explore Estes as well. Plus, we get to walk around the buildings and see if we have our own experiences. Please let us know if you do. (laughs) Yes, please. Let me know if you lose anything. My earring's still there somewhere. (laughs) Maybe they'll find it. If anything, we will probably do the night one, but we'll see how it all turns out. So mainly that's why I'm writing in because I get to do that. And I love that you guys live so close to the Stanley.
1: That's too, but we don't go up
0: there enough. I know. If you ever get to do a live show there, I will absolutely be going. I live in Colorado Springs, which is not too far from you guys, but I rarely make it up to Denver. I'm giddy at the possibility of maybe meeting you girls someday. And I love that there's a podcast coming out of Colorado that is amazing as yours.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: That's amazing. Thank you, Sydney. We love Colorado
1: listeners. Sydney's a cool name, too. Yes.
0: So I do have a bit of a spooky story, and maybe you'll read it on an episode. Here we are. We are. I actually grew up in Pueblo, Colorado, but I moved to Colorado Springs for school and just ended up staying here. There's more to do here, and I'm young. Maybe I'll end up in Pueblo at some point, but I'm hoping I'm brave enough to spread my wings
1: and even make it out of Colorado. It's hard to leave Colorado. (laughs) It's pretty great here, but I would... Definitely choose Colorado Springs over Pueblo, so (laughs) I'm with you there, and I'm not that young.
0: Right. I used to live on the outskirts of Pueblo. My friends and I used to go hang out at night in our cars near Lake Pueblo and just be stupid, tell stories or drink a little bit. And one night, we were all sitting on the back of my friend's truck bed drinking some silly little drinks, and we heard a noise coming towards us from the front of the car. We thought that it was an animal or something, maybe a deer, coyote, or a bunny. We didn't really care at first. It wasn't making that much noise. So we continued talking and messing around. But then all of a sudden, the truck seemed to shift a little bit. Hmm. It literally moved. We all felt it. It wasn't big movement, but enough for us all to be like, what the fuck was that? We all got off the back of the truck and looked around, but it was really dark. Thankfully, one of our friends, John, he had this little flashlight knife thing on his keychain. It was small, but surprisingly bright. We started walking around the car slowly. We didn't see anything. And one of my friends, sort of joking, was like, oh, gosh, but did you look under the truck? Uh Oh, (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, I'm scared for you. So we all kind of backed up, really creeped out and slowly all started bending down to look underneath the truck. And right as the flashlight is about to hit underneath, we hear movement again, and we see something big scurry away from out from under the truck. Oh, shit. That's not good. I would think it was an animal. Why would an animal go towards a bunch of people yeah, Be right. rowdy, though? That's it's rabid, that's maybe. Yeah. We heard it run away really, really fast. My friend Courtney wanted to leave, but we convinced her it was an animal, not to worry, and that it's not going to come back. Some of us giving her the speech that we've all heard, it's more scared of us <laughs> than us of them. Yeah. Which would be in conflict with what I just said. <laughs> Why would it come near you in the first yeah, place? Yeah, it's
1: not scared of you if it came there.
0: Yeah. She calms down and gets back into the bed of the truck. We were all a little on edge still, I could tell. So I jumped up. It was under the truck, so I didn't want to be on the ground. <laughs> and I wasn't dangling my feet off the back anymore either. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a smart move.
0: Although you see movies where they like have weapons and it goes through the truck anyway. There's nowhere safe anywhere in this world.
1: (laughs) No, I would probably be getting in the car and leaving at this point already because I'm a scaredy cat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you're Courtney. Mm -hmm. We go back to chatting and then we hear something coming up to us again. Uh Uh-oh. John still had his flashlight in his hand, so he quickly pointed in the direction of the noise. We were all quiet and trying to see what it could be. We didn't see anything at first, but then all of a sudden something came into view and it looked to be the size of a person standing upright. Bigfoot. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Big... Or
1: a creeper. <laughs> well, Bigfoot
0: isn't described as being He's not the, the size, size of a person. person. <laughs> yeah. At first I had a feeling of relief come over me. We were near the lake and the lake is known for a bit of partying, so I thought it was just someone else. No big deal. Yeah. But he or she was not moving. My other friend Zeke yelled to them, hey, not cool, dude. Don't need to be scaring us like that. No answer. He tried Mm. again. What's going on? Do you need help? Nothing happened. It's a zombie. We're all quiet. I swear I could hear my heart pounding in my ears. We're all looking at each other and we were all starting to panic. It moved. He threw the flashlight back on it, and it was a tiny bit closer. We still couldn't make out who or what it was, just that it looked like a human, but definitely wasn't acting like one. Hmm. We can now hear it making a slow moaning noise. Uh, It was very strange. It's a zombie. Ooh.
1: Yeah. That's why I I just watched The Last of Us, so I'm in zombie mode right now. Yeah, that's true. You never know when those are actually going to start, so. They got to start somewhere. Be prepared. Viruses.
0: (laughs) I mean, we have watched enough movies and stuff, played enough games that we should be able to overcome zombies. We've been training for a very long time. (laughs) Probably not. I'm just going to scream and die. (laughs) I already have my exit plan. I'm going to (laughs) die. It didn't sound like a noise a person would make. It didn't sound like it was coming from their mouth, but more like its body was making the noise. Oh, Mm. creaky body. And it wasn't pleasant. I still have nightmares hearing it. We were very 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 freaked out. My I'm friend, freaked out for you. Yeah. My friend Courtney, who was now holding me so tight I could hardly breathe, said, "Nope," and <laughs> jumped off the side and got back into the truck. See? It's me, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend Courtney Kendra. <laughs> she was yelling from inside for all of us to get in, but it still
1: wasn't moving and we were all in a daze, fixated on it. I this is like the horror movies when you're watching it and you're like, "Just get out of there," and everybody's just what sitting the there. What the fuck
0: are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Last time we did, it got closer. It was just a figure. Then all of a sudden, it took a huge step forward and crept down a little bit. Then I saw that it didn't have any clothes on. Oh, it's naked, zombie. It's naked. <laughs> Could be an alien. It just looked like a naked person, but I didn't see any gender bits. No. <laughs> so in the position it was, it looked like it was getting ready to start running towards us. Ugh. Fuck. Then it casually stood back up and took one more step, and it was moaning again. And that is when I said, nope, started backing up to the side of the truck bed to jump out and get into the truck. But Zeke decided to scream at it again. Hey, go away. I froze again. Staring at it, I decided pretty quick that it wasn't human. I was having a very hard time understanding what I was seeing.
1: Like your brain does not compute.
0: Right. It shook a little when Zeke screamed at it as if it was startled or irritated. Oh, that just gave me the
1: creeps. Mm -hmm. Is this a skin walker?
0: (gasps) Its arms went out to its side and it opened its hands, palms facing us, just staring at us. I couldn't make sense of it at the time and we didn't get a great up close look at the thing, but I'm pretty sure it did not have five fingers to each hand. Hmm. All I could muster up in my brain was that it was trying to be human.
1: Not making it quite there yet. Not quite
0: there. Then it yelled. Oh God. (laughs) Oh fuck. I'm out. Like
1: I've passed out from fright at this point in the front of the truck.
0: It was not a human yell, and we all jumped. Without consulting each other, we all jumped back in the truck as fast as we could. Courtney was hysterical. John was trying to get the truck moving, but he was fumbling with the gears. Always.
1: <laughs> You're like, ah, my fingers don't work.
0: He finally got us out of park, and he backed up as fast as he could to the main road. He sped away. Our hearts are racing. Courtney is crying. <laughs> I think I was crying, too. John and Zeke are yelling something at each other. It was chaos. We were speeding for a couple of minutes before John suddenly pulled off the side of the road and slammed on the brakes. Immediately, Courtney and I yelled at him to keep driving, but he said he needed to stop for a second. He felt like he was having a panic attack and didn't want to kill us
1: all. Well, that's a good reason.
0: (laughs) He just needed a moment to collect himself and we'd leave in a second.
1: Yeah, if I'm having a panic attack, I can't breathe. I I get it.
0: I'm just saying to myself, okay, 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 we're okay. I started taking deep breaths. I'm telling Courtney everything is okay. Zeke is freaking out in his own way. He starts laughing, saying, (laughs) oh my God, dude, what was that? What did we just see? That wasn't human. Holy shit, holy shit. Yep. (laughs) John is still trying to calm himself down. And out of nowhere, something jumps into the truck bed. Oh, fuck. We were all frozen stiff and then it screams at us. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the creature. Immediately, John slams on the gas pedal and speeds away as
1: fast as he can. Hopefully they saw the creature fly out <laughs> or he like comes above and like. No, hits the because then
0: that's when they like get through the roof. Oh, yeah. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> like you're never safe in the car always. <laughs> no, I've seen Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. I'm already on the floor of the back seat covering my head. I don't know how long I was down there, but I hear John yelling, I think it fell out. I think it <laughs> fell out. I don't see it. Is it still there? Courtney is catatonic at this point. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I there. crawl up the seat to try and peek out the back. I almost peed myself. I honestly don't know how I didn't. I was so scared. I peek out and it was hard to tell at first. The street lights weren't constant, but finally it illuminated the bed and it was gone. Ooh. Yikes. You'd think the story would be over now. Uh We all went home, got in our beds and never and spoke of again. And he was in again. Bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got home and he was in my bed. He was <laughs> waiting for me. He's like, Rawr. at least he can't do anything to her. He doesn't have any gender bits. That's true. <laughs> he just wants to cuddle. <laughs> He's lonely.
0: Nope. We were pulled over by a cop. And oh, five, that's even about worse. About five minutes later <laughs> because of speeding. Mm. we were all a little disheveled John was still in panic mode which was not good when the cop came to the window oh, now the cop's like what are you doing he's breathing heavy we all were and he assumed that we were all on drugs drunk something Courtney was just gone she wasn't on planet earth anymore
1: (laughs) which did not help this situation she had gone into what's the out of body experience (laughs) she's like gone to her happy place to try and deal
0: it's funny because now all I'm picturing is you (laughs) I don't think I would be that bad. Okay, if you say. I haven't been in a life or death situation. No, with you I actually yet. <laughs> rise
1: to the occasion. I feel like okay, I get scared, but then I like get my shit together and figure it out. Nice. Let them kill me.
0: <laughs> he asked us all to get out of the car, and Courtney wouldn't. She's like, "I'm
1: not here anymore."
0: I started to try and explain what we had all just been through. That didn't help one bit either. <laughs> yeah, the cop's like, "Uh huh." He made John do tests. He did his best, but he still wasn't okay. He made the rest of us stand against the back of the truck while he waited for backup. Courtney was crying. I was pissed. Zeke wasn't saying anything. And John was defeated. They put John in handcuffs, and we were all taken back to the station for our parents to pick us up. Oh, It was humiliating. Thankfully, John hadn't been drinking that night. And after he had some time to calm down at the station, they realized that. So he wasn't booked for anything, but he was given a pretty hefty speeding ticket.
1: I wonder how fast they were going. Probably like <laughs> very fast. If you're f- <laughs> trying to save if you your had life, some fucking creature in the back, I would gun a hundred to make sure he flew out. Kind of sounds like they're in the middle of nowhere too, so they yeah. could probably get away with it.
0: Obviously, you can't get away with it because there's still cops.
1: Yeah, they're always waiting.
0: We all did our parts in trying to explain what happened to our parents. My mother and I are very close. She did her best to comfort me and said that she believed me. The only thing she was mad about was my missing my curfew. <laughs> More today than then, she does believe me. We've talked about it enough now that she knows it wasn't a single moment of psychosis. Okay. We didn't hang out, the four of us, for a while after that. So I never really knew what happened with Zeke and his parents. Courtney didn't get in trouble either. Although her parents didn't want her hanging out with me anymore. They thought I was a bad influence. The drinking. Cops just in general. Once cops
1: get involved. (laughs) And they're like,
0: that's a bad seed. Don't hang out with them. Yep. We are still friends, but have drifted apart since. I couldn't tell you what her take is on the creature anymore. She became super focused on church and I'm sure tries to forget about it. I don't bring it up anymore. John moved out of state for college, so I only see the very few posts he puts on Instagram. But what he does post is a little out there sometimes, abstract or just of nature. So I feel like he and I somewhat embraced the experience as time went on and others didn't. For me, I think we encountered a skinwalker that ah,
1: night. Ah, that's where I was. That's where my mind yeah. went. I mean, I went from Bigfoot to zombie to skinwalker. I was just alien, thinking alien. Said alien. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: I didn't know what one was, but after doing some research and reading other accounts from people who claimed to have had an experience, it was the closest thing that I could find to explain what we saw and what we heard. That or an alien. But something in my gut tells me that it was not an alien. It is something from this planet that lurks in the shadows.
1: So creepy. Mm. We have to do an episode around skinwalkers. I know. There's like skinwalker rant. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't even want to think what would have happened if it managed to get one of us. Oh, God. Ugh. But I will tell you one thing. I am not a camper. <laughs> no way. I mean, the likelihood of coming upon something like that again is probably an impossibility. Yeah. But I had my share and don't want to put myself in a position to have it happen again. So now I'm a proud city girl. <laughs> Give me ghosts and haunted hotels, but and I'll serial steal, killers, <laughs> right? Are in the cities? <laughs> <Not me. laughs> nowhere is safe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> But I'll steer clear from the demonic animals waiting outside. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Well, that is my story. Not sure how well I did in retelling it, but it's something I will never forget. Uh, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not every day that you have a naked humanoid creature screaming at you and running after you. So keep those eyes peeled, trust your gut and stay lucid. If anything happens at the Stanley, I'll be sure to report. Please Send do. me out <laughs> Wow.
1: Skinwalkers. I have it's quite heard the story. I think I've seen some stories on social media about these things. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't know much about them. Mm-hmm. But that's why when she started describing it, I'm like, I've seen some of this on, you know, my late night treks on TikTok. Yeah.
0: My understand. I mean, I've heard a bunch of different versions of it, too. But my understanding of Skinwalkers is that it's that it's a human that turns into an animal. Oh, not the other way around. OK, but I, like I said, I've heard multiple versions and we've gone over different. Demons and mythological creatures. Maybe there are two types. Maybe there is a human that turns into an animal, and an animal that turns into a human.
1: Well, it's like the I keep going back because we just did Salwin, but like the other world creatures, they had the ones that could shape shift. Oh,
0: what what Uh, was the one that stole? Yeah, the freaking ones that had
1: the bad habit of stealing children. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of, and they're basically skinwalkers. They're just a different Uh. name. The bad habit. <laughs> I was laughing when I was editing that episode Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Such I a hope a bad you guys habit. enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sydney. That was really fun. That to was read, amazing. That was that and sounds scary. scary. I like to camp, but I would never go camping without my huge German Shepherd dog. Yeah, <laughs> He makes me feel safer. I'm just afraid of you know. Well, she
0: wasn't even camping. They were bears. just there for the night. Yeah. Even out. hiking
1: and such. Like yeah. there's so many scary things in Colorado and the mountains. Like I know plenty of places for things to hide. Oh, yeah.
0: That was a crazy, crazy that was story. Crazy. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you for <laughs> telling us because now I'm scared of walking out to my car. I'm thinking I will not go to Lake Pueblo. What if people who just walk by
1: us are skinwalkers? They could be or vampires or what else disguises themselves in hu- as human politicians? <laughs> <laughs> they're all skinwalkers <laughs> or <laughs> reptilians. Yeah, or reptilians. They have like no souls, I feel no like, souls or conscience because no. the decisions they make, you can't have. They're feelings. out of this world. It has yeah, to be for all aliens else. anyway. So it's my turn to start the next story, and the title is "I Think My House Is a Portal to Another Timeline." Ooh. <laughs> Great starter. I'm going to like this one. I hope. (laughs) Just kidding. I will. (laughs) It depends on the timeline. True. (laughs) Greetings, lucid ladies. Greetings. Greetings. Whenever you read this, I hope your day has been positively exciting and fulfilling. Aw. I wouldn't say exciting, but yes,
0: (laughs) it's fulfilling. Yeah. We hope you are having a positive
1: and fulfilling day as well. And we hope you're excited to hear that we are reading your story. Yay. I am sending this email with lots of love. Oh, yay. I truly love the two of you. Your podcast is so fun. Thank you. Jessica, I don't know if anyone else has said something along these lines to you, but you make me laugh a lot. Oh, no. (laughs) Especially when reacting to Kendra's stories because you seem to say what I'm thinking or say my intrusive thoughts out loud. Oh, I know. I spit shit out all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You have literally caught me off guard at times because you will say something and I'm like, wait, I just thought that (laughs) (laughs) I mean this in a very positive way you are so random (laughs) and Kendra you remind me of my dear friend Trisha. you seem very down to earth and overall just happy to be experiencing this crazy life yeah she really is that person that's who I am and you guys get to talk about it yep Yep. we feel very lucky every time that we get to record I wish I had the guts to start a podcast I'm proud of you Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if it takes a lot of courage. It's just a lot of work. And it's a lot of planning work. And yeah. I guess it does take. Yeah, it takes to courage. Put because, yourself out there.
0: Yeah. We decided, hey, we're going to put our voice and our personalities out there for everybody to have an opinion about.
1: Yep. And they're never, they're not all positive. No. <laughs> and that's okay. We expected it. Yeah. We've got thick skins, but it still hurts a little bit. <laughs> I also love that your episodes are decently long because I can get a lot of random stuff completed while also listening to something I thoroughly enjoy at the same time.
0: Perfect. That's exactly why we ended up this way, because
1: that's how we listen to podcasts. me too. I swear it has actually helped me to be more productive at home. Yeah, I I can do that. I I used to listen to podcasts while I walked, and I would walk further Mm -hmm. because I wanted to finish the podcast. So I needed like an hour and a half or so to (laughs) really get a workout in. I love to read, but you can't do much while doing that. Yeah. So I've opted for listening to podcasts more recently as my responsibilities have significantly increased. I have a new job that demands more from me than I'm used to. And I became guardian of my 11-year-old nephew, Chosen. Oh, wow. A little over six months ago. That's that's a big change. A lot. And that's amazing that you are doing that for him. Yeah. You read that right. His name is Chosen. (laughs) Oh, We were already close and I watched him a lot. We just made it permanent. My sister, sadly, has not made the best choices with her life and he needed a stable home. I had a really good friend from high school who did that. Yeah. She took her husband's sister's child. Oh, wow. And they raised him.
0: It's amazing to have a family member that's willing to do that. Right. Yeah.
1: She will just up and leave sometimes for weeks. I love my nephew like my own child and wanted what was best for him. So far, we have adjusted quite well and I'm just so happy I could step in and be there for him. He really is the sweetest kid Oh he is so smart and loving. he loves geology, animals, and weather. He is fascinated with science, and I've started a crystal and stone collection for him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it started out as little gifts for him here and there, and now he is obsessed. yeah That's how it always kind starts of <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of hard
0: not to get obsessed. <laughs>
1: Now that he is living with me, he is constantly begging to go to our local stone and spiritual shop in town. The staff adore him, and he is really embracing everything. Oh, that's so good. You're raising a little witch or warlock. Right. That's what they're called. I bring this up because it has to do with our story. There have been some very strange things happening in my home. Mm. Looking back, I don't think it started in my home. I may be wrong. Connecting two separate things. I'll explain that in a bit. But around four months ago, I was helping Chosen to set up a little Zen garden. (laughs) Not a true Zen garden, but his version. Uh We bought a long rectangle pot and filled it with sand. We added some plants. The main feature of this was his crystals. Uh He wanted to create a special place for some of his favorite smaller crystals. Now, I have purchased every single crystal he has, but two. The two I didn't buy for him are bigger ones from my mother that have their own special place in his room now.
0: Oh, I love that your mother
1: is. She got in on it, too. Yeah. So we got it all set up. He was happy with the placements. We put it on his dresser that was against the window so that he could charge his crystals under moonlight. Oh, he loved it. I want him to just have the most amazing life. I do not know if I will have him forever. My sister is still his mother and I pray with everything that someday she will be able to pull it together for him. But I also pray that I am the one who gets to finish raising him as a child because I want him to have love and stability. Yeah, that's understandable. That's, and it's so hard Very though. commendable. Yeah,
0: because it's also her kid. So if yes. she pulls it together, it's her child. So it's a very you tricky situation.
1: Believe me, I have extreme moments of conflict over this, but he is a child and that is what is most important. It is. So back to his lovely collection by the window. He reads me some of the new chapter book he started and he goes to sleep. I go about my night, had some more work to do, but fell asleep sitting up a couple hours later. Around three in the morning, he came to my room and woke me up. I was startled as my laptop was just off to the side of my left leg. I remember looking at my computer and thanking the heavens that it fell to my left side and not my right side because it would have fallen to the floor and broken. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I definitely did not need that at the moment. No, (laughs) no. After collecting myself, I look back to him and I'm confused. I look at the time. I ask why he's up and he said he had a dream. It woke him up, but that he came in because he didn't understand why I would take all his crystals after the hard work we put into creating his little garden. Oh. Still confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said it again. You took all my crystals. Why did you do that? I obviously did not. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) I got out of bed and went to his room, and sure enough, all of the crystals were gone from the sand. Even more confused, I turned to him and asked him, what did you do with them? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He immediately had a little tone with, "Uh, you think I took them? (laughs) I tried to compose myself. He had only been with me full time for two months. Maybe he was going through something. Maybe this was a cry for help. But after talking more, it was clear. Neither one of us took the crystals. Mm-hmm. But I still wondered if he did something with them and didn't want to tell me or if there was some other purpose to him hiding them. Yeah. I convinced him to get a few more hours of sleep before school. I took him to school. We were still a little wary of each other. Yeah. I could feel it, but I love that kid. So I gave him a big hug and sent him in. But as soon as I got home, I went into his room and searched every nook and cranny for those crystals. (laughs) Yeah. Nowhere. They were nowhere. I was utterly baffled. Then I thought, oh, maybe he opened the window, popped out the screen a little, and threw them outside. I ran out back and looked all around below his window. Nothing. Hmm. So I went back into his room. I'm staring at this big pot of sand with little plants on the edges and realize something. There were no dents in the sand where the crystals used to be. Hmm. So he made it perfectly level, too. When did yeah. he have the time? <laughs> <laughs> right. Was he not really asleep? And while I was working, he spent all this time doing something with them and making the sand perfectly level. Every possibility went through my mind. Nothing made sense. So I started searching other areas of the home. Where else could he have hidden these little guys? Again, coming up with nothing. Nothing. Yikes. Before I knew it, it was time to go get him from school. I pick him up and we keep it casual. I didn't want to bring it up right away. We get inside and he goes to his room. 20 minutes or so passed by and he didn't come back out. So I went to his room. He's just standing there staring at his garden. I said something like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. I really don't know where they are. I searched everywhere for them. Maybe you were sleepwalking and did something with them. Yeah. He turned to me with a very sad face and said, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I knew in that moment he still thought that I did something with him and he didn't understand why. Oh, that would be hard. Oh, but rather than pushing the issue, he decided to let it go. I was so pissed at these crystals right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Where the fuck did you go, crystals? I know you're magical, but come on. Yeah. He did his homework at the kitchen table while I made dinner. We ate and watched a bit of a show we both like. After that, he went and cleaned up in the bathroom for a few minutes and went to his room to get into pajamas. He wasn't in his room for more than a few seconds before I hear a big gasp and him yelling at me. He's just saying, what? Why? (laughs) I run into the room and once again, he's standing over his garden and I just say, what? 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 (laughs) He turns to me and asks why I did all of that just to give him more. I was so over being confused and I just walked past to look. His crystals were back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They were not only back, they were doubled. Oh, Yes, there were two of each crystal. Okay. Now, if you know crystals, unless they are fake, even though fake ones can be like this too, they are all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. These sets of crystals were exactly the same crystals. Oh. Exactly the same, down to the little crevices, the grains, they were identical. Wow. Whoa. I was beside myself. Yeah, I would would be beside (laughs) myself. I'd be freaked out. I'm like, am I in a dream? It is one thing if he had a secret hiding place I didn't find during my search and he quickly put them all back, but I did not buy two of each of them. I had no words. Yeah, (laughs) neither do I. (laughs) I was expecting to have to teach him the birds and the bees, how to treat women and all that, but not this. (laughs) I had no answers for him. None. I threw my hands up in the air and said, well, it's a miracle. (laughs) Yeah, because it is. Then I grabbed him and gave him a big hug and said, and a boy like you deserves miracles. Oh, I can't spend more time talking about that part of our story because still the whole experience gives me goosebumps. As a child, it is much easier to believe in miracles. Yeah. As an adult, it takes a lot more proof. So. Sure fucking does. (laughs) (laughs) So life goes on. We've added to his collection. Not a lot, just a few. We're into the swing of things with how normal life should be with a kid. I'm stressed. He wants more to eat. (laughs) You know, typical. It was about a month and a half later at this point, auntie and nephew. We found our rhythm. Things were good. That's good. Same thing happens one night. He's reading to go to sleep. I do some chores, a bit more work and go to sleep myself. This time I woke up in the middle of the night. I had a dream that had woken me up. I couldn't get back to sleep and my bladder said, hello. Oh my God. (laughs) I love when they say hello. And I love when they wake you out of dreams to say hello.
0: Yeah. Thanks.
1: As a new mom should do, who knows what we are supposed to be doing, but... I go and check on him. Yeah, that's what you do. He is sound asleep. He has the blind partially up to charge his crystals. And I noticed something very strange.
0: Oh, no. Not again.
1: No, his crystals were still there. <laughs> OK, good. But his original crystals and the ones we had purchased since the duplicates were gone. Oh, I stared talks. at the scene for what felt like an eternity. Like, what the heck was I going to tell him this time? Yeah. Yeah. Another miracle? (laughs) No, that only worked the first time. How was it a miracle to then lose half of them? I was so happy the new ones we brought were still there, but what the heck? Yeah. It's around four or so in the morning and I needed some answers. I make it back to my room and start scouring the internet. This is when I came up on some videos on YouTube of people having similar experiences. Losing something and then it coming back to them or having duplicates of things they did buy or things just going missing that there was literally no way they could have. Yeah. Or even doing something only to turn around and whatever they did was undone. And as it was before they did it, I would think I was going crazy. Yeah. Like for <laughs> real. Like there's no way I could. Yeah. I'd be like, who's fucking with me? My mind was not OK. <laughs> I needed to tell him something and I was out of answers. He was going to wake up in a couple of hours and I had nothing to tell him. Then I found another video talking about multiple timelines and sometimes physical items are moved from timeline to timeline. Mm-mm. I found my way to read it right that's where we always find our way to go to reddit if i'm feeling bad it's webmd <laughs> if it's something else it's reddit anyways i found my way to reddit where i found even more and still to this day my brain is liquid <laughs> yeah but it was an answer a real answer of course not <laughs> <laughs> i can't expect him to suddenly understand a reality where multiple timelines exist of multiple hymns like what right i
0: still don't
1: I, I, my brain is I'm, blowing up right now I'm thinking all of multiple
0: it. timeline happy when I'm talking and stuff but the reality of me 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 me
1: of that is that yeah. being true In like, a different a different me it's like the movie uh everything everywhere all at Once. I loved that movie uh, that was so good but for people who are like that was weird I'm like dude you just don't get it you just it. don't think <laughs> <laughs> that's like a movie that you watch with someone to test them exactly <laughs> like, if you like this movie and you get it then we can be friends if you don't We're probably not on the same wavelength. That is true. I shall test all of my new friends (laughs) (laughs) with that movie. My multiple, the multiple lines of people who want to be our friends.
0: (laughs) You like meet someone you like and you just send them a link on your phone and you're like, watch this. Give me your review.
1: Write me me a book report (laughs) or write me a movie report. But back to the story after we once again went on a tangent. So she found her answer on Reddit and she said, that's all I had. So I woke him up for school. Give him a hug and a glass of water. And before he can look at the garden, I tell him that half of them are gone. I didn't rip do- off the band aid. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I didn't do anything, but I researched it and this is what I found. And well, what are your thoughts about this little man? <laughs> He's like, What? No. He was still rubbing his eyes, trying to follow me, following my ramblings. He stumbles out of bed to go look. He stares at it for a moment and turns to me and says, So the other me got his crystals back too. <laughs> Aww. He gave me the biggest smile. Aww. It made him happy and then it made me happy.
0: That's nice. He wants to make sure his That's other true. him has he st- got stuff it. too.
1: We all use the phrase, I'm living in an alternate reality. Yep. Well, we are. <laughs> yeah, We are in an alternate reality of a version of ourselves. Uh,
0: and we're <laughs> the, ultimate, we're the <laughs> alternate person to our alternate person. That's my brain blowing uh. up trying to think of
1: all this. The crystals weren't the only thing that convinced me. So I mentioned a portal in my subject line. Let's get to that. Okay. One day I'm home. I'm cleaning up, putting away laundry. I headed to his room to put away a few things. And as I entered his room, I felt a shift. Mm. I brushed past it and put away his shoes, a couple small toys and a book on his desk. Right before I left, I took a look at the room and I about died. Mm. I rubbed my eyes hard. (laughs) I couldn't make sense of what I was seeing. It was his room, but his bedspread was a different color. Mm. He had a different lamp. And his closet door was missing. Oh, not just missing. There was no evidence of there ever being any hinges. Oh wow! I'm literally spinning around his room, looking at everything before I panic and run out.
0: Uh, yeah, (laughs) that would be crazy. Like I would, I would think that I'm losing it. Oh, I would know I'm losing it. But then I would hope to run into
1: the other me. (laughs) So this is when all of my stuff goes missing. This makes sense when I can't find shit. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. At least we know it's with us. That's true.
1: I walked out of my home into the fresh air and just breathed heavily outside for a minute. My neighbor was getting out of his car in the driveway, saw me, and asked if I was okay. He snapped me back to reality. I stood up straight and told him, everything's fine. (laughs) I told him I saw a spider and couldn't find it, and I just needed a moment. (laughs) So dumb. Must have been a big spider. (laughs) It was a huntsman spider. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back inside and knew that I couldn't avoid his room the rest of the day. Mm. But I was pausing because I was slightly concerned that I was going crazy. Yeah. So I slowly made my way back to his room, walking in and nothing. It was his room. The bed was back to normal. The light was my light and his closet door was there. Closed, hinges and all. Wow. I sat down on his bed and I was gone. (laughs) I was crazy. Crap. Not good. But then I looked up at his garden, about to curse it because of all the crazy shit that has happened since we first put it together, when I noticed something new sticking out of the sand. Oh. Something we didn't put there and not a duplicate of another crystal. It was a feather. Oh. A beautiful blue feather. Hmm. It was so unique. It had stripes going across, blending into different hues of blue, purple, and gray. I picked it up and I had a flash of a memory. Oh. Oh. I had purchased stones and crystals before, but the first time I took him to a shop, it was after he was officially under my care. We were in the store for almost an hour. I can never get that kid to leave. (laughs) And a woman walked in. She was just pure bohemian, head to toe. Lots of jewelry, long graying hair. I guess she was probably in her 50s. She also had a few tattoos that I could see, some on her hands and a few very distinct markings on her face. She was in the store for about 10 minutes before we were both at the counter about to buy something. Chosen was looking her up and down. <laughs> yeah. I do not know if he had ever seen someone like that. Finally, he says, I like your hat. <laughs> she was wearing this old rancher style hat. And then he says, Ooh, and I like that feather. Yeah. If only I'd taken a picture of her, I would swear it's the same damn feather. Mm. She bent down to him and said, Well, you're a really special kid, and someday you'll wear hats like this with feathers. I see you're getting some crystals. That's a good start, kid. Then she gave him a little wink, grabbed her bag, left. Hmm. I never thought of that woman again until I had that feather in my hand. Did she start all of this? Did she put a spell on us? Oh, gosh. I have no answers, but I know it is all connected. None of this happened before Chosen came to live with me. But then again, I lose shit all the time. Yeah. (laughs) For the first time in my life, I'm wondering if another me has it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And searching for certain things is futile. Yeah, true. Maybe my house is a portal. Mm. Or maybe my kid is just super special, like she said. He is chosen. And we get to live with a little magic in our lives. Aw.
0: That's a good way to see it.
1: That's all I have for now. We're only six months in. Oh, wow. Who knows what else might happen if you're interested and anything does happen again. I'm happy to keep you posted. Yes. Please, please. This is really cool. Thanks for reading and stay lucid out there. This life is all sorts of crazy and beautiful. Thanks for keeping my ears busy while I do tedious work. Catch you girls later. Love ya. Always Parker.
0: Oh, Parker. Parker. I like that That name.
1: Was amazing. Wow. So, but then it
0: would be a portal because they say the doorways are portals. So she stepped through it for a second.
1: Yes. It's just not an always there portal. And in one of the multiverses, that woman gave her child that feather from her cap oh i'm just thinking in my mind this is just me is that in one of the alternate realities the little boy was like i really like your hat that feather's cool and she like pulled the feather out and gave it oh. to him that's my guess and then yeah he put it in the crystal
0: wow i didn't think of it that way that's oh, actually yeah? a cool reality <laughs> yeah that because they're gonna have a different experience with her each time right
1: different that's decisions turning points this is quite the story to wrap your head around It's fun to think of, Nah, I don't know if it's fun, but (laughs) thinking about it, like all the different realities that could be out there just from everyday decisions. And have you seen the Spider-Verse movie? They call it the the canon events. Just came out. It's called Into the Spider-Verse. I think it was the second movie. Oh, I don't know. And you'll see it all over TikTok when people are like, I told her not to do this, but I can't stop it. It's a canon event. Oh, okay. Just this thought that there's certain turning points that, You have to make that decision in order for the rest of your life to play out properly. Mm -hmm. It's just mind blowing. It is mind blowing. I love this stuff. It would be kind of cool to do an episode on this. I think you had one planned I at do. some point. At some point. Don't come we, at me. <laughs> I mean, we plan to do this for like 20 years. So, yeah, we got, we got lots oh, of We lunch. can't do all our big guns right up front. <laughs> and we also change our mind last minute yeah, all the time. And honestly, there's just so, so many things there, in this world it's crazy. to pull from. And it's exciting. Imagine having to sit down and decide what you're writing about
0: and you have at least a thousand ideas that are yes. readily available to you to write
1: about that week and spend all your time
0: on. It takes a minute. I don't even know how
1: we get anything done. We, that's why we, because we're both pretty organized people and yeah. we have like a whole list <laughs> that we pull from and change around. I mean, we have our calendars marked out for all of 2024 right now. Who knows what Who we'll knows? bring, Crazy. whatever inspires Crazy. us. Yep. All <laughs> well, righty. that was great.
0: Thank you, Parker. Thank you. Thank you, Parker. So my story is called not my story, sorry. <laughs> the next story is called The Time I Was Almost Trafficked.
1: Oh no. I feel uh, like a lot of women have these stories. Yeah, it's and so I'm so fucking scary. I'm kind of scared to read this cuz we always get a little set off. But We're going to get here we go <laughs> Okay. Oh shit.
0: Good day ladies. My name is Natalie. I've been listening to you guys for a few months. I'm all caught up. I love all the different things you've covered so far and I'm excited for what the future holds for the two of you and what stories are to come. Definitely a fan, and I'm so glad I found Lucid Lab. We are, too. Thank you, Natalie. You're scaring me about what your story is going to be about, but okay. (laughs) I am sending in a probably not so popular lab report, but you girls talk a lot about how scary it is to be a woman sometimes and how scary it is to have young children you're also scared for. Yep. And being concerned about men when you're out and about. Yes. Yep preaching to the choir. After listening to all of your episodes, I want to thank you for taking the time to discuss difficult topics. It is easy for others to put people down who speak up, but you are speaking up for everyone. It is very clear how loving and accepting you both are as individuals, but also recognize how dangerous and scary the world is. Just thank you for talking openly about things because more of us experience this than is made known to the world.
1: Yes, and I already want to commend you, Natalie, for speaking up. Everyone has a story. Yep. I just traveled with four women for work and we had this discussion over dinner. I feel like every time I'm with a group of women, we have stories.
0: Yep. And as she says, every single woman I know has been assaulted, stalked, followed or raped. Yep. Yes. It is a sick world when the numbers are so high. How did we get to a place where we let this happen again and again and again? Right. How with the technology we have now, it has seemed to only escalate over time instead of slow down. Because they
1: use the technology against us now. Right.
0: Now more than any time in history, no matter where you live, no matter your status or bank account, you are subject to the brutality of men or worse, the elites who think all of us regular folk are theirs for the picking.
1: It's always been where it started.
0: I won't go too deep. If you do read this, I understand that it would be for your lab reports episodes, so they are meant to be fun. So I won't get too crazy, but I know that this is a platform where I can tell my story. Of course. It is information everyone should know to help our young ones and other women just to be more aware of their surroundings. Like a lot of women, I've had my fair share of unwanted approaches, comments, cyberstalkers, and forced situations with men. But one experience stands out above the rest. And that says a lot if you knew what I grew
1: up with and was put through as a young teenager. Oh, I'm already girl, my heart's going know, out to you right heart. now. I'm just sitting here as I think we do like recalling things that have happened to me. Yeah. And I had a very privileged life compared to many other women.
0: Yep, My heart's racing. I was 23 years old living in Columbus, Ohio. This was about five years ago. The anniversary of this event is coming up in a few weeks. And every year I stop to reflect on it and focus on what I'm grateful for in my life and for my life. I was finishing up some extra classes at Ohio State University at the time. Outside of classes, I was a waitress at a pub not too far from where I lived with two of my friends. This particular weekend, it was just me in the apartment because my two friends were both on trips. I'm not going to include their names today because they weren't there when this happened and they've already dealt with the aftermath of it enough. I love them so much still. It was a Friday. I finished class around 2 p.m. that day. I went home, took a nap, turned in an assignment, and got ready for work. Because I am close, I walk to work. I also didn't have a car at the time. If my friends were there and if one was available, they were always happy to go drop me off real quick since it was getting chilly that time of year. That day I walked. No big deal. I showed up to work around 6 p.m. It was a normal busy night. I had the late shift and planned to be there until
1: around 2.30 a.m. I remember those days working in the restaurant biz. Yep. That's how it is. You're like rolling silverware at 2 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: It was around 11.30 p.m. that I noticed a group of two men and a woman walk in. She was very beautiful and the men were mediocre. We see that
1: a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Women are just prettier than men. I guess that's what it is. I don't know.
0: I didn't pay much attention to them. They weren't in my section. I was just going about the night and every now and then I would look in that direction and would catch the eyes of one of the guys. He was staring at
1: me. You can always feel when someone is staring at you, too. That's probably what made her look over there. Yes, It's energy, too. I hate that feeling when you know it and then you look over and you lock eyes with them and you're like, fuck, no, I I don't want... I'm not looking at you, you know? But, okay,
0: what we need to ask the question is, if my eyes are on you, that does not mean I want you. But they think so. But that's crazy.
1: If I look at you, I'm not smiling, I'm not inviting, I just... Literally just looked over and you were staring at me. It does not mean anything. And then I may look back a few times because I want to know if you're still staring at me and being a creeper. <laughs> yeah, because we
0: have to assess our surroundings because in the situation. we are the prey and you are the predator. Always. Ugh. Anyway, she says, I shrugged it off. I work at a pub. It kind of comes with the territory. Yep. But there are always those men who turn the creep factor way up too high and they are now on your radar. We just thought we were just talking about... <laughs> So now I was aware of them. I noticed that the girl was very quiet. I never saw her talking or laughing. She was in a high top seat behind their bar table and never once saw her get up or really even interact with the men that she was with. It was very odd to me and I became suspicious of them. Yep. I went about my business for another hour. It was getting close to closing time. I was taking a tray of glasses up to the bar. I set them down and when I turned around, one of the men was directly behind me in my face, no more than a few inches between us. I said excuse me and tried to get around him, and he followed my feet and blocked me off. I was pinned to the bar. It was a busy bar, so even though we were about to close, it was still packed, so no one saw what was happening at first. I told him to move, and he kept saying something under his breath that I couldn't hear. It was too loud. Finally, I managed to turn my body around and lean over the bar and start frantically waving my hands at the barkeep, who was cleaning glasses. He sees me and runs over. During this moment of trying to get his attention, the man had his hands on my hips and was pulling me into him, and his face was on my neck. Oh. I smacked his face twice from behind, but he wouldn't budge. I yelled to the barkeep to get Chuck. That wasn't his real name, but that's what we called him. He was the bouncer slash ID checker at the door. I was using all of my strength to push this guy off my back. I tried grabbing something on the other side of the bar to hit him with, but I couldn't reach. My stupid arms are too short, but in the process of trying to do that, I accidentally hit someone to the side of me that I didn't remember seeing there before. It took him a moment to look past getting hit, But he pretty quickly assessed the situation and that this groping man was not welcome. No. I could tell when he caught a glimpse of my name tag that he really understood and shoved the man off of me. Good. Be a hero. It was then that the bouncer was with me now. He checked on me for a second and went to break up what was now a fight between my savior in that moment and this man. A lot of chaos came from that. Another fight broke out between two random guys who weren't even involved. It was fun. Guys <laughs> just have to get in Men a fight. are like, what? There's a fight? Let me fight. Ooh, I want I, to <laughs> fight. Who's going to fight me right now? <laughs> but ultimately, the man got kicked out. I was still at the bar trying to calm down and drinking some water when, out of the corner of my eye, I saw the other guy he came in with and the woman making their way to the front door. He had his arm around her waist, and her arms were tucked into her body as they were trying to push their way to the door. I kept my eyes on him, and right before he went out, he turned back to look at me, stared straight into my eyes, a menacing look I can never forget, Uh. threw his hand up to aggressively point at me, and then they left. Get the fuck out. I knew that was a threat, and immediately asked who was willing to take me home once we closed up. Typically, I get rides home every night since I'm so close. I was so thankful for that because I was scared. We closed up, and another waitress said that she would take me home. I was scared that they would be waiting for me outside. We walked out, and I didn't see them. Got in the car and was home in a couple of minutes. Ran inside, took a shower, and I went straight to bed after that.
1: I'd be so scared they were watching.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Like, I'd probably go to someone's house.
0: Yeah. I woke up the next morning in a bit of a brain fog. I was still shaken from the night before, but I knew I needed to pull it together to start working on my project. I had to work again that night, and I needed every minute of that day to try and get a good chunk of it done. And I did just that. Again, I walked to work that evening. I was a little more on edge, but feeling better than I was that morning. I told myself he was just another drunk asshole that just took it too far. Yeah. And this asshole friend was pissed that I got him kicked out, even though still I knew that finger pointing business felt more sinister than just being mad that they couldn't stay another 20 minutes until last call. I worked for several hours and everything was fine. It was another busy night and I kept my eyes peeled, but never saw them come in. I was happy. It was in the past. Moving on. Around midnight, I started to not feel well. Earlier in the day, I had ordered some Chinese food and was worried that it was making me sick. The bartender noticed because I was sweating pretty bad and I told him. They tried to call someone else in to take over for me, but ultimately they just told me to go home and to feel better.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants a sick person waiting on them. Yeah. You're all sweating. (laughs) Like, "Uh, I do not
0: want you to touch my food. But there was an issue. That meant I didn't have a ride. Mm -mm. I thought about calling a friend, but because I live so close, it seems so stupid to call someone who lived far away to come pick me up and drive me two minutes to my place. It is fine for the people I work with and my roommates, but otherwise, for everyone else, it would just be a really—it would just be a real inconvenience, and I didn't want to do that. So I gave myself a pep talk and started walking home. Oh. It took a little bit longer than a couple of minutes, as it does in a car, but still not a very long walk.
1: So I decided to just walk really fast. Be ready. Get your keys in your hand. <laughs> No, I'd have no. my keys in one hand, my mace in another, and my phone. I don't know. I'd You're have just somebody walk around with your
0: arms waved. <laughs> like, come <in> the on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> My brass knuckles, they go to the mall. <laughs> and they're don't like, fuck with me.
0: He didn't look behind you. <laughs> it was cold. I was trying to keep my head down and just get home. I was about to cross the street, so I lifted my head to check for cars and saw one car idling with its lights off about halfway down the street. I also noticed across the street that there was a woman smoking a cigarette and she was talking on the phone. She didn't concern me at first because she was older. She had to have been in her 50s or 60s. She was all dolled up, though, with high heels on, and she looked wealthy. I was happy to see her, though, knowing that there was someone else out there on the street. I cross the street and pass her, and she says something to me. I turned around and respond, and she said, You're such a pretty girl. You shouldn't be out here alone walking. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you're saying. I know. (laughs) I told her I just lived right around the block and I would be home in a minute. She said something into the phone that she was on. It was in a different language. And then she says, "Okay, honey, go get home then. She throws her cigarette on the ground and she walked into the door behind her. So I started walking again very fast. I was coming up to the light where I could make a right turn to walk toward my apartment building. Just then, a car speeds around the corner, slams on its brakes right in front of me, and the passenger car door swings open. Fuck. A man jumps out toward me. I was stunned. It was the man. The groping man. Oh, no. Before I had a moment to recognize what was about to happen, he grabs me, and another man opens the back car door, and he throws me in. Oh, my God. I was thrown into another man's lap. He grabs me and rips off my backpack and binds my hands. I was kicking, screaming, everything I could think of to get the man driving to stop and let me out. He slammed on the brakes and my head hit the seat in front of me really, really hard. I still remember feeling something in my next snap. When I sat back, I caught someone looking at me in the rearview mirror and it was the finger pointer. Ugh. I was officially terrified. I started to cry screamed more. They drove past my apartment and I was desperate. Desperate to not be raped, put into human trafficking, murdered. Everything was going through my mind. I started looking around to see if there was anything I could do to stop this. The man in the back seat with me was just sitting there, looking out the side window as we drove. But he slapped me twice when one of my kicks landed on him. I tried so hard to get out of the binds of my hands, but everything I did made them tighter. Oh, my God. They were now turning left on another street. I still wasn't far from home. I recognized the street. He drove a bit further and turned into a gas station. No one else was there. It was late. For a split second, it went through my mind. Why not make sure you're gassed up if you're planning to abduct someone? (laughs) Poor planning. (laughs) He pulled up to a pump and got out. Next thing I knew, the man in the back seat with me was pulling something out of his pocket and it was a gag, an actual ball gag. Oh my God. I freaked out. I started thrashing. He tried to hit me twice, but I was moving around too much. Just then I heard another car pulling up. I saw the finger pointer become very aware of them and just went to grab the pump to take it out of the car. The man in the back with me was still trying to gag me. I knew it was my chance to try and save my life. I fought so hard with every bone in my body to keep hitting the man. I pushed my body up against his and I started kicking the window. And just as I was doing that, the person in the other vehicle got out while Finger Pointer was opening the front door to get in. And before he got the ball in my mouth, I screamed bloody murder. Wow. She is still my angel today. Immediately, this woman starts screaming at him. Hey, who's in there? Hey, let her go. A man from her car gets out of the passenger side and starts to confront finger pointer. Then another man from the other car gets out from the back seat as well, comes to the car and tries to open my door. It wouldn't open. He puts his face up against the window glass and saw me. Thank God. The ball was now in my mouth and I can only scream with it. He yelled to the others what was happening and he joined in squaring off with Finger Pointer. Then I see another woman get out of their car with a phone and she is starting to record. Ah, smart. She started making her way to the back of the vehicle. Finger Pointer sees this, opens his door, jumps inside and yells something in another language. And next thing I know, the man in the back seat with me reaches over me, throws open my door and literally with both feet kicks me out onto the pavement. Awesome. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Kick me. Get me out of here. Without even closing the door or making sure where anyone was around the car, they peeled out of the gas station backwards.
1: Oh, shit. They could have ran her over.
0: They immediately all ran to help me off the ground. I was hysterical. I just remember saying thank you over and over again. My bag was still in the car, so I didn't have my keys. I kept saying something about that, too, because I just wanted to go home, and I knew that I wouldn't be able to get inside. They called the cops. The cops came. I told them everything about how two of them were at the bar that night before, what happened with that, my night leading up to them, snatching me off the sidewalk, their descriptions, everything. To this day, even though their faces were on the news, we had footage from not only the bar, but also several cameras on the streets. They were never found. Of course not. I never had justice. I still hope to one day see that one or both of them are arrested. But every day I worry for other women who may have been are or will be their victims i will never forget these brave four people who saved my life that day and they were placed there that night to save me Absolutely. i have no doubt in my mind mm-hmm. i got to know them after this and they're all in their mid-40s two married couples with kids and this was just a random night out trying to feel young again <laughs> <laughs> they said they hadn't been out that late in years but they all agreed to try and even they couldn't make it to last call And that's why they were at a gas station at that time, filling up before heading home. They are my guardian angels. I met their kids. They met my parents. They will forever be part of my life. That's so sweet. Since then, I moved back home near my parents in West Virginia. I feel much safer here, but that hasn't stopped me from keeping my eyes open and worrying about the men surrounding me. Any one of them could be just like those guys. Yep, It is so scary. And I am quite paranoid now, but I'm trying to live my life. As time goes on, things are getting better for me. I have a great relationship. We have a dog. I do feel safe, but my thoughts still creep in and I will find myself in a ball in a corner. My partner is so gentle with me and so supportive and helps me out of those moments. That's
1: all you can ask for.
0: Yeah. Today, I'm grateful for my life. I truly am. But please stay safe out there. I knew that they were not good men. And I should have taken that finger pointing business for what it was, a threat. And I should have never left alone that night. But I can't blame myself because none of this was my fault. Nope. None of this was my doing. Stand up for yourself. Fight, scream, kick. It saved my life and it could save yours. Talk about this stuff with other women. Find a way to prepare your kids, not just girls, not just
1: women. Everyone needs to be aware. It can happen to any of us. And also, if you see something like <sighs> these couples that saved her. Yeah. You do something. Yep. Because if they had just let it go, they would have taken her.
0: I heard screaming the other day and it was freaking me out. And I was on the phone with my boss and I told him, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I keep hearing what sounds like a, a woman screaming right yeah. now. And he's like, oh oh and I'm like no that means hold on a that fucking means second. Something. well think about Julie <laughs> Buskin
1: how yeah. she was screaming and everybody right. heard while she was being taken people knew something was going on yeah
0: so I got up and I said no you need to wait I got up and I went out my because it sounded like it was coming from the back I went out the back and you know what it was an owl <laughs> a fucking husky those fucking dogs oh God, they make do, the oh weirdest God. goddamn noises. They're the funniest. And I thought that a girl was screaming for that's two hours on end and it was Husky. Someone husky was playing with <laughs> their dog.
1: <laughs> they are pretty whitey. I'm glad it was Husky. But just I'm glad a a you checked because yes. that's the thing yeah. is like if you notice something's off, you got to say something because it could save a life. So back to her, I try not to dwell in thoughts of what would have happened if the universe didn't
0: intervene, but I can't let myself sit in that. The one thing I always come back to though is the woman smoking on the street. Her warning felt too specific to me that night and she spoke in another language on the phone before walking away. Nope. And less than a minute later, I was taken. I don't want to think another woman was part of the plan in taking me, but I just have the feeling that she was.
1: They are in a lot of cases as I did, a woman.
0: I did go to the cops with this information a few days after once I had time to think about it and connect things. They looked into the place that she went into, but nothing came from it. I found out that it's a special club, mostly really rich people. And with Always. that, if she was involved, I believe now that I was about to be trafficked. Thank heavens I wasn't. Stay ever so lucid, ladies, and watch out for one another. Peace be with you all.
1: That is so scary. And first off, I am so, so thankful that those couples showed up. I'm when they so did. happy you're here. Yes. I don't know how you recover from that. I think it would be really, really hard for me to go out by myself for the rest of my life. I think, unfortunately, there are women involved in the trafficking industry. Oh yes, A lot Most of them were definitely. victims at some point and then they get older. And I mean, Jeffrey Epstein had right. Ghislaine Maxwell that right. did all the dirty work for him. Like They manipulate other women into helping them further their sick then, agenda.
0: Sadly, the women
1: themselves become the monsters too. They do because they make money off of it. And they're like, you know what? As long as I keep bringing other women for them to abuse, I won't be abused.
0: We're not just the men hating. Like women are capable of being psychopaths all on their own. Yep. (laughs) It doesn't require a man to make them that way. But I am just happy that you are here. And that is absolutely the universe coming in for you. What probably lasted for you like a couple minutes probably felt like a lifetime
1: absolutely how scary it's a very sobering story wow. it's a very important story to share with the world so thank you for sending it yes it's not as fun i guess as some right. of the other stories but it's an important one very just to important. remind us all to be aware
0: yep so thank you for writing in and letting us talk about it definitely and it's not just us now we're not just the crazy ladies <laughs> spitting stuff out every single episode that
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we are still a little crazy just a little bit. Well, we got to be. Remember? Yell. Fight. Kick. Yell. Yes. Fight. They want easy victims.
0: All righty. Well, that's all we're going to do today on stories.
1: Well, this was a great group of stories. It's quite different, all of them. Uh, we love that when there's a mix. Once again, if you want to be part of our Lab Reports episode, we do these every six-ish weeks. Is mm-hmm. kind of what we're shooting for right now. You can send your stories in to our email at lucidlabpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Or you can mail written, typed up, old school stories (laughs) to P.O. Box 251 East Lake, Colorado 80614.
1: And we will be back next week with another gripping episode. I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? We're so gripping. It's a gripping. (laughs) Gritty. Probably not. I'm overselling it. But we will have a great episode for you again next week. Yes. And in the meantime, stay lucid. Thank you Labrat. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Goodbye.